Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. We are back this week with Listener Submitted Month, and this week we are talking about pieces from 1982. Uh, we are also joined by our good friend Kyle, who's been on multiple episodes. Kyle, say hi, everybody. This is the second most beautiful thing that I've ever been a part of. The first being smoking pot and fucking on a waterbed at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, uh, fuck all you guys. I'm gone. <laughs> oh. Thanks for listening right. to Horror Movie Night. Yeah, so, so let's let's consult the email that we got from Jack. It says, from the man who gave you wrong turn six. Uh, you guys, <laughs> God damn it. You, you guys were spot on. I was dying laughing at how much hate that I got for that pick. It was a pleasure to win an award, even though it was the Golden Douche Award. I hope that I keep my title as the top three worst listener submitted picks. And it was also good to hear that you and Scott voted to watch it. I did feel a little bad that you actually purchased it, Matt, but I'm glad that someone took that piece of shit off of your hands at a convention. Uh, I feel better that I wasn't the only one disturbed by how that movie ever got greenlit. 
Backstory behind when I saw it, I did a three-month horror-only marathon last year from September to November. My fiance, who's not a horror fan at all, could uh, said she couldn't stand it. But one boring Sunday mid-afternoon, uh, I was watching Wrong Turn 6. Worst movie I think I've ever watched in those three months. I played her your episode on it, and she asked if the movie was truly that bad. I was able to remind her that she watched it with me once already. Uh, <laughs> thank you for reaching out. If I come across anything else for you guys, I'll send it along. How about pieces? That would work. It's pretty bad. It's very 80s, and it has a killer workout style montage. Can't wait to hear you guys every Friday. P.S. Your Wicker Man episode was great, too. So thanks for donating to the Patreon, Jack. Yeah. A nice little little hint. You're like, I'm going to drop a hint. I'm going to reference a Patreon episode so that they feel more inclined to pick pieces. What a sneaky nice. bitch. I like that. Yeah. I like that. But let me tell you something. As far as bad movies go... This is a bad movie I want to talk about. It's not yeah. like Boogeyman 2. Like it is. Oh, like, yeah. You know, it's like very fun, but really is it, bad. Is yeah, it like, fun? Because it doesn't very make sense. It was written by cocaine. It was 100% <laughs> written by cocaine. And I, I don't want to jump ahead, but I really have to jump ahead because it's been bothering me since I watched the movie. What the fuck was with the Bruce Lee-esque cameo? Oh, so, that is so racist. It's awful. <laughs> So and it made no sense. Was he a did I miss him? No, no, that that's scene? literally all he does. <laughs> that's it. Okay. People love it because it's like that. I hate it. So Brian, there is a here's here's the IMDb trivia on that. The producer Dick Randall was simultaneously also making kung fu films in Rome uh and had a cameo written for the Bruce Lee impersonator named Bruce Lee with only one A. Even though the, the scene was written into the movie, even though it makes no sense in the context of the rest of the movie, no. 54 out of 54 people found this tidbit interesting. <laughs> the, 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 the curious thing about that one to me, and I watched this with my wife, Carly, and she fucking loved it. It was great. We had a, Well, not okay. Loved it in the sense that like we had a lot of fun watching it. Nobody, sure. lo- nobody loves PCs. P- PCs? Reese's PCs. Pieces. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but, like, I loved the line where he was, like, um, he's, he just said that he was just walking through and it was bad chop suey. Uh, he was definitely going to attack that woman. Like, it, like it, was, yeah. it was not just, like, oh, it must have been the bad food that made me want to attack you and uh, totally assault you in this alley. Like it was. Ob- it is it the was- most offensive. That dialogue is the most offensive part in so a bad. fairly offensive movie. Um, the dubbing throughout has oh, gives man. us some great gold. Uh, my favorite. My favorite dub is "Hey Carla, I gotta go use the John." Which is oh, just- yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so harsh. She was they a were woman. Like- a, a, a woman in 1981 would probably not say that. We, yeah, kept, no. we kept making the joke that like if she kept running into people in that long at like the john which was all the way down three flights of stairs or whatever yeah uh, like was that the only bathroom in the building but i love that she would just like ex- like we kept imagining if she ran into people over and over again she'd be like oh excuse me i'm looking for the john just like so <laughs> like, yeah oh, i'm just going to the john i'll be back to class later like, like oh oh the john so, it's just so much it's too much this whole movie is too much <laughs> I was going to say this movie, if nothing else, has without a doubt, I'm not even thinking that there's a competition, the most insane opening to any slasher movie I've ever seen. Oh, no. Like, bar none. No, no. You are forgetting tons of good, good slasher flicks. 
but are they a child randomly just messing? Like, it's the moment where it cuts to the kid with the hacksaw, where I'm like, this feels like a parody. This isn't real. This isn't a real movie. What am okay, I watching? I, I don't <laughs> like, want. I don't want people that have never seen pieces. Oh, okay. Here, here the, the, these are the the two people that I, the two groups of people I least want to. Um, encourage with our episode on pieces people that are hardcore pieces fanatics because those people cannot be reasoned with <laughs> right? and then the people that have never seen pieces and are somehow listening to horror movie night being like hmm dust i rent this film uh, you know like you know, well, i'm a real thespian and they're they're like ah oh, perhaps i should watch pieces um I don't want anybody to think that we're endorsing this film because it is not, there is no fucking stamp of approval from Horror Movie Night for this movie. But it does have the Matt Kelly seal of approval because, well, I, I own, own it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, man, like, this movie, the, the, the there's no, it's just like Nothing vignettes. Nothing makes sense. Yeah. It's vignettes. Like, yeah. it just cut, there's that scene where it just cuts to a girl on roller skates just slipping into a, a sheet no, 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 of glass. No, 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 she's on, she's on um, a skateboard. That's the, actually yes. the, yeah. I want to say that's, that is technically the second kill, but I can't tell if that's the same is, girl that gets beheaded. It does, yeah, it is confusing. <laughs> and it is like, they just introduced that glass truck, and they, which is the same truck as the medical examiner truck that we see later, just with different decals. <laughs> Um, same, same exact shot. Uh, I love having a real filmmaker uh, yeah. on our show. It's it's absurd. They just redecaled the same truck because that was not an ambulance. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like this this movie in the first like fifty minutes, you have two and a half kills depending on what happens with that girl on the on the skateboard. Yeah. But it's like mom gets killed, just massacred. Gone terrible terrible overdub of the little boy the oh, entire and the, time the the lady who decided to come visit to check on them she's like i know she's like oh and that's it she's not uh, yeah. you just saw body parts everywhere of your so-called friend and you're just like <laughs> listen if we're gonna talk about not reacting like a human being the main kid in this movie is so optimistic for someone who has a killer on the loose and a dead girlfriend <laughs> like he's every time that there's a new break in the case he's like harry potter walking into hogwarts for the first time he's just like oh wow <laughs> detectiving is so fun and he keeps being like so when can i join the force pal <laughs> yeah. Like he basically like it's it's like any part that doesn't have to do with a brutal violent murder is just like a Scooby gang. Yeah. And like, I feel like all the kills are easily avoidable in this film. Like but the one is in broad daylight. Well, <laughs> like, there's there's something that I really need to, you know, let anyone listening know. If you if your goal in life is to be a horror movie villain and you want to use a chainsaw there's one question to figure out. Are you in a remote town? In yeah. Texas? If the answer is yes, then that is a practical weapon. If you are on a college campus. In, in Boston. <laughs> yeah, it's not the most discreet weapon. And I don't know how this guy killed so many people. But if you just He's play, the the dean. Music, play the music yeah. over the loudspeaker every time, it's fine. <laughs> Do they not have yeah. a band? Is that their band? <laughs> <laughs> is that like, Jesus Christ. 
So here's, I want to get this (laughs) shitty pun out of the, well, I want to get this bad pun out of the way because it is such low hanging fruit that I can't not say it, but I also don't want anybody to think it's clever or funny (laughs) that I'm saying it. I just literally have to say it because I, I feel crazy not to. Um, This movie should actually be, its full title should be Pieces of Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Matt. Cut that. (laughs) I have one more thing I want to talk about before we dive into anything else. Because we've been talking about the bad dubs. Did anyone else notice that the pager noise sounds like it's also dubbed in? Like they didn't have an actual pager noise. But it's someone just going like, beep, beep. (laughs) And they're like, like, oh, excuse me, I'm getting a page. (laughs) Alert, alert, alert. Oh, I'm sorry, that's my pager. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, sir, but that is actually you just saying alert. (laughs) Well, that happens sometimes. Bless you. Let's get into it. So, Willard, the guy that plays... I'm sorry. (laughs) The The groundskeeper? Groundskeeper groundskeeper Willard. Willard. Um, He is... If if Texas Chainsaw Massacre wasn't phallic enough with its chainsaw use, we get Willard literally shining the chrome on his gigantic chainsaw, which seems to be either the one that is being used for the murders and then cleaned up or the dean has the exact same one because they only have one prop and they- well i mean this movie is this movie is red herring the film like every character it, and like they act like they know that they're supposed to be the red herring it's just <laughs> yeah. really bad acting like the, this is some of the worst acting i think that we've ever discussed oh for sure but like i love that willard who has been arrested already once for a crime that he didn't end up committing. And then they're like, we need to figure out what's going on with this music. Well, you don't have authorization. Like Willard, you Wait, should this- be working really hard to clear your name. Right yeah, now. no shit. But is that, <laughs> like- is that when he gets arrested for punching cops because the girl in the pool gets massacred? No, this is well after that. That's he, what I'm saying. Like, the first later, time he yeah. gets arrested is for that. Oh, yeah. That well, part, that we have scene, to talk that about brawl. that. So first of all, <laughs> that girl goes – she she um goes into the pool and I had subtitles on because uh, I watched this on Shudder. And I had subtitles on just because I was doing other things like I was folding clothes while I was watching it. And literally the subtitle in parentheses was sexy jazz music. <laughs> um, this – the soundtrack is so bad. This is when he gets her out of the pool with the pool skimmer, which yeah. I thought was and then very she's innovative. Like, oh, oh, oh! She just can't move. You know, she's like paralyzed. She's I, I don't even I don't I don't know what her deal is. But um, well, she wanted to make love underwater. She wanted to do it underwater. So see you in the pool. Yeah, I, I know what. Yeah, like uh, that is not good for your vaginal health. Damn. All right. Damn. I, I know. I have read the manual on your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've also been married for, you know, nine years. So uh, anyway, yes, do not chlorinate. Do not stick bleach in a vagina. Um, anyway, so there's there. this is the one good line from this movie. It's the best friend who is an absolute ridiculous person. He goes up to this girl and he asks her out yeah. and she's like, He's like, where's so? Where's the girl? And then he also is like, are you busy later? And she just looks at me. He goes, I'm slayed by your withered, withering look. Who gives a shit? And walks away, and then tells Kendall that his girlfriend is like, sent him a note. Or it doesn't even make any sense. And then, so Kendall goes to the pool, 
sees Willard there holding a bloody chainsaw, which how is there another chainsaw after that to murder more girls? doesn't matter. This movie makes no sense. But Willard immediately goes into rage mode, beats the fuck out of two cops and a detective. He also gets smashed with a two-by-four that Kendall brings out of nowhere. And Kendall's like all about it. Willard's twice his size. And then they finally – he's, he's uh, the, the detective, like the lieutenant, puts his gun up to his head. He's like, don't move or I'll blow your fucking brains out. And – uh and so he stops, but he looks like, all right, you kappa. You know, Ken, like, uh, Willard's eye. His eye is already sort of half, just, like, closed. It's, like, always, like, in a sneer, like, in, like, that weird, like, stink eye. He, he's a perfect red herring just for, like, a family kids mystery yes. movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the creepy neighbor that you think is the guy, but he's actually just an ugly Guy. Yeah, he's just not. Yeah, how so, bad would it suck to be the ugly guy in a in a movie? Like <laughs> ugly guy number two. <laughs> so I wanna my call. I wanna take a second. I'm gonna go through the quotes that have made it onto IMDb because I think one of the best this movie's known for two things. One, it's got some of the most gratuitous bonkers kills ever. The locker scene is possibly one of the most gratuitous kill scenes in a slasher movie. Uh, just a girl running topless while being chased by someone with a chainsaw. It's, I feel like American Psycho is intentionally making some type of <laughs> reference to it. But the other thing is that because of the bad dubbing, the dialogue in this movie is so weird. And I, I want to read the quotes that people thought were important enough to put on IMDb. Uh, the one is, you'll be playing so much tennis, it'll be coming out your ears. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so dumb. That one, yeah. The other one is, while we're out here fumbling with that music, the lousy bastard was in there, killing her. Bastard. 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 She was was going for it. She was like, she was like, this is my time. Yeah. Yeah. This is just one more step to stardom. And I yeah. really well, first she it. conquered tennis. (laughs) Then she conquered undercover detecting. And then she conquered acting. It was beautiful. And then. The killer is someone that is either on or near the campus. <laughs> good. That's good. Yeah. That's some deductive reasoning. Yeah. They said uh, something like earlier at the beginning when they first talked to the dean, the, the lieutenant goes, we don't have any leads. We're, we're, we're going to we're at the department store trying on clothes at this point. Uh, I'm like, that yeah, we're, is buying, a- we're buying clothes without labels and trying them on for size. Thank you. Yeah. It, uh, not, not a good, no. not a good um, metaphor. Analogy. Here. Analogy. Uh, Professor Brown, you see, is a homosexual. Is another one that made it onto there. Wow. Why are uh, those girls like messing with him so much? They're like, "What about my breasts?" Yeah. And then here's here's one that's really, really confusing. It says, "Randy, I want you to run a complete check on the staff. Full background, in depth. If you have to, use the department's full budget." Okay, Lieutenant. I figured you'd like that. Now do your best job, pal. I don't think we have much time before the next one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then the last two that they have on here is, I guess I'm just so used to bodies, dead ones, that I'm callous. <laughs> and the coffee is fine. I love the cream. Well, this is New England, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah, that that line. So by the time that we get to where you know it's the dean and he like is po- he's putting the 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 body paralyzing tonic into her tea or whatever. A coffee, yeah, you're right, it's coffee. Um yeah. I was so overtaking notes that I don't think I 
took any more. <laughs> I didn't Did... take any notes, and I'm upset because I really wanted to mention in the beginning the handlebar mustache that was taped onto the one officer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't that what happens in uh, in sleepaway camp? camp? It's just electrical tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I other... guess I found my double feature. As, okay, as the, um, as the, the Connecticut other... native uh, here, uh, we do love our cream. Let me just... <laughs> I was going to ask you next. Uh, do your cops also suck so bad that they can't find a guy hiding behind a curtain when they're searching? Yeah, they're like, he's needs? gone. And he's literally <laughs> like... And, and the woman who is currently paralyzed but she can move her eyes she's like she keeps being like Kendall you fucking idiot like with her eyes she's like look over there motherfucker and, and- I wanted him to start singing um, from uh, Santa Claus is coming to town uh, put one foot in front of the other As he, he, was like, he was just walking her while she was it was it was insane He was, and he was like babbling about like you'll be walking again in no time miss like, right yeah like, and well so here's the thing also about Kendall Kendall is that fucking maybe Kendall. this movie is stupid it's fucking Kendall right he has sex with like three girls in this movie <laughs> I don't understand it uh but also he um well he ain't having sex with anyone else after the end of this movie am no. I right so yeah <laughs> well that's the reason that's what I wanted to bring up is that the oh, Jesus Christ so the um man he hangs dong which is, I mean, <laughs> fine, I guess, but you see a lot, you see about as much man junk as you see boobies in this movie, which is very odd for a guy who is very obviously obsessed with killing women. Um, and I'm not saying that this movie could be any schlockier. I I don't know if it could be, but um, I, I I was like, wow, that is literally Kendall's That's dick. That's his dick, um, right there. Yeah, and I was like pausing it, and I was like, "Anyone else see this dick? Let me take a screenshot of this dick for everybody." Uh, anyway, no, I didn't actually take a screenshot. I might have to go back. Um, anyway, so he he bangs this chick, and she, and then he gets up, and he's like looking out the window, and he sees the tennis coach slash police officer, uh, undercover cop, right, whatever, and he's like pining for her. He just got done fucking right, and the girl's like, "Come back to bed, Candle. I swear I'll be quiet. You can put." a sock in my mouth and i'm like what yeah, was fucking absurd <laughs> yeah and then but uh, yeah so then kendall goes and the chop suey thing happens then he drives her on his shitty moped back to her apartment and then he's like wait are you making coffee and she's like not this time and she kisses him on the lips it's just i don't mm. none none this movie is like you know the movie the beyond where shit happens and it doesn't make any sense. It's like that. I feel like you're just describing all Italian horror at this. So point. is this? So I always thought this movie was an Italian horror, but is it? Yeah, that's why it's so par- terribly dubbed <laughs> throughout. But it's it's they're actually speaking in English. Like all the characters are. It's, I mean, they're all a lot of times from what I've gathered uh, is that like the Italians will speak English like they'll they can speak English, but they have such heavy accents that they then dub them with English actors so that the mouth sort of match, even though. Yeah. Oh. So it's like they can get most. of it. It's all ADR. Yeah. So they'll get most of it out in English on film, but then they'll dub in English with somebody who is more fluent in it and doesn't have that native accent. Um, so that's why sure. a lot of times okay. it still matches, but then they have like, like in the middle of the sentence, it somehow is like completely off, but like the book, it, it'll bookend correctly. It's, it, it's sure. very okay. unsettling. 
uh, to say the, to say the least. <laughs> it's uh, some uncanny valley yeah, bullshit. It's very weird. So uh, the, after, right after Kendall gets uh, cock blocked by the tennis coach, um, his buddy comes out of nowhere and um, with a mask on yeah. for just a stupid jump scare. And then he goes, Casanova. Yep. <laughs> that kid also earlier, I just want to say, because fuck that kid. Um, but earlier he was like yeah. when he gave him the note, he was like, he said that if it, in I'm paraphrasing here. But basically, he said, "If I have to give one more bit of bad news, as if he's the messenger all the time, that he'll kill himself." Oh, yeah. He was, he was so. Then he goes, "But I'm too young to yeah, die." He was so just overwhelmed by how much bad news he has to deliver around campus that if he had to do it one more time, he would fucking kill end. himself. And then he goes and tears his friend with that mask, and it was. I wish of, of everybody in this movie. I wish that kid would have got. I would killed. have loved to like have seen kid. Homeboy die. It would have been great, but he doesn't look. Yeah, but like here's, his, so, he doesn't look anything like the killer's mom. So what are we gonna do? <laughs> well, here's the thing about the killer. So he spends the entire movie using a chainsaw because he's going to make uh, 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 the perfect woman, right? Because that's that's the idea. Because pieces. He's trying to rebuild his mom, basically. Yeah, which is kind of fucked up. Also, his mom is the hottest woman in this movie, and she's the meanest woman, too. <laughs> she slaps the absolute <laughs> shit out of that oh, kid for real. Hard. Yeah. Um, so, Kyle, the, one of the reasons why you're on this episode is because, you know, your movie Survival of the Film Freaks is now available for people to purchase and watch. Um, so in all of the research that you did for your documentary... Did you figure out why nineteen the early nineteen eighties was obsessed with a decomposing corpse <laughs> falling out of areas because you know, it happens a lot. Uh, I, like, I, you know, I don't, I can't say too much about what our next project is, but we are only specifically studying that uh, for our next. Project, <laughs> for our next I think you just told us everything we need uh, to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you know, it, I don't have an answer for that at all, at all. Because it's it's super often. Like, there's at least I think off the top of my head, I can think of like five movies that came out between like '79 and '83 that all have that that like, hey, here's a decomposing body you, from the first you know, kill. I have no up. idea why that was the case, like at all. Um, I think it was just like. Well, who would you get? Who would you rather get slimed by? Your friend who was just murdered. Or your friend who was murdered last week. Mm, yeah, yeah, true. I'm just going to say logically, humans don't like getting slimed with uh, decomposing corpses. Yeah, no. I'll take fresh, warm blood yeah, any day. Oh, please. You're, you're going you're to be in the minority there? You're going to speak <laughs> up? <laughs> I am putting my foot down on this episode. Of <laughs> Two things we still need to talk about. One, damn foot fetishists. At it yep. again, man. Because the last thing he needed... Mm-hmm. Where the feet? Where those feet? Well, the problem was that the feet didn't fit the shoes of the girl that he cut in half in the bathroom. Oh, I didn't. I didn't Uh, get that. He needed. He needed them to fit. Yeah, that's because there's that shot where the shoes aren't fully on the feet, and then he's like, like he's trying to like get them in there. It's like a quick like thirty second shot, and then he tries to kill the. Then it immediately cuts to the tennis person walking in the same type of shoes. To imply, like, oh, but her feet. Oh, damn. You know, you, that, you're catching these details that no one yeah, else detail, ever cares that about. That detail is a great, like, transition point. But I've been just totally blinded <laughs> by the awfulness of the rest of the movie that I didn't get to see. <laughs> see wonderful details like that. Uh, it's crazy. Um, you know what the secret is? Reading Wikipedia oh, while watching. Oh, ah, damn. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the last thing I do, we all have to mention is the fact that the corpse comes back to life for no apparent Which reason. Just and just rips through his so, cock. Yeah, just feels so out of nowhere. And like, I mean, this movie's ridiculous, but it's at least grounded in some absurd mm-hmm. logic is reality. It is it, 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 prompt, it prompted my I mean, wife. more so than a corpse it coming to life. It prompted my wife to proclaim like, that Pieces was her favorite zombie movie after, after the movie. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? It might be in my top five, honestly, because I don't like a lot of zombie movies. <laughs> oh my god, it was so it was very bizarre because you already sort of had you already had like the jump scare with the corpse falling. You know, like you did. Yeah, why did you, you need didn't another? need that? Which totally like it, it almost totally negates everything. Also, we should have known it was the dean from the moment that he stepped out looking like a fucking vampire. Like we should have known. <laughs> like we should have known it was him the whole time. Like it was, I am very strong. Yeah, I, I want you to drink some coffee. I don't like. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a weird Bostonian, Transylvanian like. Accent. Oh man, his accent is the worst accent. I wonder if he's the only person that didn't get ADR yeah, because he he was, he's a, like, oh, I have the very, very, very uh, British accent. I can't even do it because it's like so. It, posh. it was very posh, and I, I feel I don't think he was dubbed, so he might have been just a British actor who was able to work uh, and just make it in happen. Italy. Yeah. They're like, how do we approve upon Ed's performance? Just leave it also, in. It started <laughs> like, in Boston, 1942. That house couldn't have looked like that. <laughs> like it was, it was poor, oh, so no poorly dressed for 1942. And I was like, it was very. Was, do you think that they had the money for set dressings no, in this you're film? Right. I just fuck you no. Know, I just come on. <laughs> they spent they spent all their money on the actual blood that they used. Totally, yeah, the blood movie. budget must have been pretty intense. Well, here's here's a Scott. If you're looking for more of a reason to not like this movie, um, a pig carcass was used for the close up of the chainsaw cutting through the tennis player. Uh, most of the guts and gore are internal organs from dead animals and real blood taken from slaughterhouses, and so on and so forth. So yeah, they were really That's going sleaze, sleaze <laughs> to the sleaziest of the sleaze. Um, but yeah, that is that is the movie. Uh, <laughs> Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order. Covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. 
Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. So, before we dive into our double features, Hello. Kyle, tell us about Survival well, of the Film th- Freaks. Thank you all, first and foremost, because you guys have always been like super supportive of any of the shit I've done, and uh, it was always a blast coming down uh, to Monster Mania and hanging out and being able to, to show it. I'm glad that you guys uh, were supportive of it, so thanks again for having me on, always. Uh, yeah, the movie's out um, on Amazon Prime Video in the US and the UK right now. Uh, it's available for rent or purchase. Uh, I don't know when it'll be just like streaming, but for right now it's uh, rent or purchase. And then I do have Blu-rays and DVDs still available through our Indiegogo page. Basically, like once the campaign's completed, you can still sell some of those things. So right now the disc is available on the Indiegogo. It's available uh, probably on Diabolic DVD um, by the time this rolls nice. around. Um, I'd nice. love to support those guys too. They're fucking awesome. Um, and they were cool enough to to carry our flick. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's out there into the world now, which is really, really cool. Um, so uh, thanks again. And uh, I hope you all like to check it out. It's a documentary about cult cinema and how technology changes the definition of cult from the word of mouth, drive-in, grindhouse theaters, all the way up to being able to uh, watch pieces instantly uh, without having to, yeah. <laughs> and being able to get all this info uh, on online on Wikipedia and on, on IMDb, and just somehow be able to even have a podcast about pieces is bonkers. So um, you know, it's it's we like to tackle how technology changes what cult means. Um, so yeah, if you're if that sounds cool to you, definitely check it out on uh, Amazon Prime Video or uh, grab a disc. All right, and we will give you uh, the first pick on the double feature nah, with you don't pieces. Have to do that. Um, you know what i i think i can't remember if i did have one uh but i I was sort of going back and forth if i was going to say this one um i don't remember if i had mentioned that i watched this movie the last time because i watched it again twice because i had friends that i wanted to show it to it wasn't pieces uh watching pieces back to back (laughs) twice again um this one um butcher (laughs) baker nightmare maker um i I don't know if it's not very easily accessible. However, Turner Classic Movies <laughs> played it and I recorded it. And Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker is not Italian. It's not really a slasher movie, but it has these elements and it's a, but it's a good movie in my opinion with very weird content. Um and it's a movie that I think would just work well in this sort of like one-off weirdo horror movies that either understand exactly what they're doing or just are like a little off kilter. Um, So because pieces is not necessarily a good movie, 
Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker is um, just with some weird content. And they, they just, they don't have, I don't know. They, in my mind, they work really well together as things that you want to watch with people. And they have a lot of like, in the way that pieces sort of feels like vignettes, the plot points keep coming up in Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker as sort of like sections where you're like, oh, now we're going down this route. Like, what? Why are we just switching midway through the story? <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I kept thinking about that one while watching pieces. I don't know if it was just because I had seen it recently, or if I really thought that these were just two sort of bonkers, not really talked about uh, movies. So that is my uh, second. Oh, and right. before anybody else goes, um, that is also known as Night Warning. Yes. I looked it up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it goes under two names. Uh, I don't know. I don't think there's a Blu-ray out. Uh, it's not very easy to access, but if you can track it down, um, it's fucking weird. I love it. All right, Scott, I will let you uh, possibly take one of the ones off my list. Go. Frank and Hooker. <laughs> nope, that wasn't one of mine. Perfect. All right. Uh, Brian, you want to go next? <laughs> uh, yes. Um, so I was going to go in the fashion of this director or the, the guy who wrote this movie to find something that he wrote. And I came across a movie called Meat is Meat. Um, <laughs> and I just sent you guys a picture in the top right corner. It looks exactly like me when I fart and I'm trying to see if Jade is going to react. Um <laughs> But as an actual double feature, I would probably go with the burning. Oh yeah. All right. And I and uh I can't believe Scott didn't go for this one, but my double feature would be, you know, this is a pretty ugh movie to sit through. So something that I would have fun watching to wash the taste out of my mouth. May. Uh another film where someone oh, builds damn. A, a body out of pieces that comes to life. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, all right. And finally, the what did we watch the segment? Uh, so what's something that you watched recently that you just want to give a quick shout out to? Hey, check it out. Uh, obviously, all of us are saying Survival of the Film Freaks is one. So let's do something other than Survival oh, of the Film shucks. Freaks. I've seen that movie once or twice. Um, <laughs> uh, I So upon doing Survival of the Film Freaks, I learned about Neil Breen. Uh, and I had never watched a Neil Breen film. Uh, he's a filmmaker out of Las Vegas, uh, who is an anomaly. Uh, none of his movies are good. Uh, however, they are really interesting to watch. I watched uh, Double Down, which is his first movie, and Pass Through. He writes, directs, stars, uh, does everything on his movies. Um, and he doesn't, he, he sells his movies only through his website. And when you buy them, for $30, which I don't think you should. Oh, you have talked yeah. about this guy before. You, you, you've and, definitely okay. talked about yes, this okay. dude before. So I, okay, I watched his, I watched another one of his movies this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I won't talk about him again. I watched, uh, I, I dug into this uh, um, trauma box set that I used to have, that like was one of the first introductions to trauma that I had besides like Toxic Avenger and Terra Firmer. I went out and bought this thing called Blood Bank. And it has like you know, six or seven movies in it. And I started going through that. It includes a movie called Chillers, which is an anthology movie from 87, which is uh, not good. But there's one segment about and it's all about these people who are at a bus stop and they get to like share their scary tales of like how they ended up at this bus stop. But this bus stop is technically like purgatory. Uh, spoiler. Um, but <laughs> 
but the first segment is about a woman who like is at a pool and she like meets a swimming instructor but that swimming instructor has been dead for five years and then it comes back and all the people who have died in that pool come back to haunt her the first segment's a lot of fun i don't really remember what the other ones were because i think there might have been uh drinking involved um but uh it's a fun (laughs) one and if you ever ever dive into any of those trauma box sets they're garbage. But my favorite one ever, my yeah, favorite, terrible. Show my favorite one out of there ever is one called Horror of the Hungry Humongous Hungan. That is my favorite bad movie, my, my favorite worst movie of all time. I don't think anybody else will enjoy it, but that's a lot of shit that I just threw <laughs> out your way. I also watched Training Day for the first my... time. Amazing. <laughs> Very good movie. I uh I my friend used to have the Tox box which was like the giant metal canister that's, that's that you popped open about. that had a bunch that's of movies yeah. in it. Yeah. Is that the one that has dead dudes in the oh, house which wait, is my favorite no. name of a movie that no. Trauma pushed up? There was that and the other one was Let's Push Sally into the Furnace. Oh man. <laughs> are those actual movies? Like those are actual Vinegar movies. Syndrome. Wow. Vinegar Syndrome released Dead Dudes in the House which goes by three different titles and every two <laughs> each side of the disc has a different title and then the cover has a different <laughs> title. So you can't alphabetize it into your collection, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's the most CD shit right there. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I'll just say real quick because I can't get too in detail with it. I saw Ready or Not, and that shit fucking ruled. Uh, so you just, by the time like, this comes out, I will have seen it as well, and I'm sure dude, I'm gonna love it. It is the the last like shot of that movie should be ev- like every woman should be watching that movie and going, "Yep, that's my Halloween costume this year." Like it <laughs> yes. just is oh, such dear a God. badass look. Yes. Um, all right, Scott or Brian, go ahead. Well, um, I want to go because I think Brian. Well, I would hope all. Four of us would have seen it and can talk about it, but Glow season three. I haven't seen it yet. Sorry. What the fuck? I still haven't seen season two. What? Dude, I'm <laughs> kicking you off your show. <laughs> you love wrestling and Allison Brie. What, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Watching the Jersey Shore. Still. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that. There you go. Uh, Brian or Kyle, have you seen it? Uh, so I saw no, the- I haven't even seen season I watched. One. I watched the first what? I watched the first season. I really enjoyed the first season, and then it just got lost in the shuffle. You guys suck so, so much ass. But this is why we have you, Scott. Tell us about it. To say, well, I, I liked it, and but the funniest thing about it is that season three has two wrestling matches it's like 13 episodes (laughs) long but there are only two episodes with actual wrestling it feels really disjointed um but it's because there's so much character development going on it's fun it's funny um it's no stranger things season three i'll tell you that much but it's Uh, fun few can be all right brian take us home I haven't been watching many things, but uh, I did have to drive to Ocala and back Thursday night, which is an eight-hour round trip. So I listened to this podcast miniseries called The Clearing, um, and it is such a great, 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 great podcast. Like I, I, I was so infatuated by it. It's such a different true crime-esque podcast. So um, this girl feels that her dad may be a serial killer. Um, and this is like the first episode they, they go through how she feels like her dad's a serial killer. She actually helped them figure out that he did commit a murder. And this guy, John Cameron, uh, who is famous for taking her dad and pretty much turning her into the boogeyman and thinks that he's the Zodiac killer. 
uh, thinks that he killed John Benet Ramsey, and it's just like that his daughter, the serial killer's daughter, and this guy just trying to find proof and trying to discard like the mythology, like bullshit. Um, it's so good Damn. to listen to, and it's not unsettling. Like it's it's not something where it's like super in depth in the murders as much as it's just like, hey, this is what happened. But it's more about like this guy. It, it's really good. It's really good. Everyone should listen to it. Hell yeah. That sounds rad. Yeah, it's awesome. It's That's about as enthusiastic as Brian has ever gotten about a podcast. So, uh, hey, I want to mention a little podcast I've been listening to lately. Uh, it's called Cool A La Podcast. <laughs> starring oh. our boy, our boy, Brian Kelly and his boy, Khalil. Um, and it's, you know, when you first, when we first made you talk about it, like a month or two ago on this show um you were like it's impossible to to promote and market cool de la because it's like the seinfeld of of podcasts it's about nothing but it's still very funny and if you like brian on this show and you want to hear him actually talk more than five times in a 45 minute <laughs> period uh listen to cool de la so uh and it also has the most annoyingly catchy theme song <laughs> I just like, I'll be fucking picking weeds in the garden. I'll be like singing the theme song. I don't even know the words. I actually have to have you or Khalil tell me what the lyrics are. So besides the Cool Day La. It's so funny that no one knows the lyrics because it's Cool Day La, Cool Day La, Case Law, B. Kelly, Cool Day La. And then. (laughs) That's what I couldn't get because I didn't know Khalil's last name. Yeah. So his name's Khalil Slaughter. uh, Growing up, I'd call him Case Law. And then it was just, we so cool day la, we so cool day la, case law, B. Kelly, we cool day la. That's it. Oh, and also, <laughs> if you want to know what the, the title of the podcast is about, you have to watch or listen to uh, the first episode. It's explained right off the bat. So there you go. Boom. All right. Well, that was Pieces from 1982, uh, as picked by by our listener, Zach. Kyle, thank you for joining thank us. You. Go check out Survival of the Film Freaks. That's on Amazon and uh, his Indiegogo campaign, yes. correct? Yeah. If you just find us on Facebook, all the information's there. Survival of the Film Freaks. That's the easiest way to do it. Uh, and yeah. their Insta. Oh, yeah. We're on, yeah, we're on Instagram and Twitter, at Film Freaks Movie. Um, we have... We're going to be at Rock and Shock uh, in Worcester, Massachusetts, October uh, 11th through the 13th. I don't know when it's going to happen. And then um, Kansas City, I think we're going to have a screening uh, with, Sla- at, with Slaughter Movie House, uh, Slaughter Movie Night, uh, which is what Jill Six uh, runs in Kansas City. It's the first Monday in November. Um, so we're going to, cool. I, th- I think that's official unless I, this is all false. This could be fake. I could just be wishful thinking. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, Matt, we're still around. You can cut that. We can cut that. <laughs> cut that out, Matt. Um, but thank you again, guys. Appreciate it. All right. And next week we'll be talking about a movie that is easily the best one of the four that we watched this month. Uh, and Kyle has given us a heads up that it's great as well. Yes. So special thanks to him on that. Uh, tune in next week for that. And we will be here where we always are. Um, oh, uh, coming soon on the feed pretty much throughout the next, not this week, but the following week, uh, keep your ears open for a bunch of interviews from fantastic fest where I will be. If you're in the Austin area, swing by and say hello. All right. Bye.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 